everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservative Network podcast, episode 105. It is me, your host, Evan, with the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. We are here to fight back against the leftist agenda that has been plaguing New York State for years. We are committed to bringing you the best in conservative commentary, bringing you real conservative candidates, and exposing rhinos and leftist derangement. First off, Tack, great to see you. I think this is the shortest time we've had in between episodes. We just recorded the episode Sunday with Chris Wright, True. and now we are back on here today. Sometimes um, you just got to get to it. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on between the impeachment and the Democratic primary and just a whole bunch of nonsense going on. Had to, had to record today. This episode will most likely be up Friday for most of you, but we are recording Thursday night, so all this stuff is very fresh. First of all, the impeachment circus 2019. I don't know what, what people on the left are watching, but what, from what I'm watching, there is nothing there that's going to get a conviction. I believe the At Democrats all. will probably vote to impeach because that's what the Democrats are going to do. But there really is nothing there. And the biggest thing that has come forward is this quid pro quo thing. And it's not even quid pro quo. It's about going after Biden. That's what people don't get. Because the term quid pro quo, as we've discussed, is not illegal. But you need intent behind a crime. And Sondland himself, even though he said quid pro quo and all these other things about going after people in investigations, he did not mention going after the Biden specifically. They mentioned going after Burisma. But when he asked the president, the president just said, just tell him to do the right thing. We do, we, it's basically, exactly. they're saying they I don't want anything. corruption. I don't want anything. No quid pro quo. Just do the right thing. Thank God for transcripts, right? It, I mean, but what the left is like losing their mind over this because they already have this confirmation bias. And I work in a school, I'm not going to say what school because I don't want to get fired and I don't want to call anyone out unnecessarily. But, you know, the, the one of the teachers who I know is she's a left. She's she's not really elected. She's a Democrat. She's a left winger, but she's more on the liberal end. So she's not really like a hardcore big government person. She does believe in the principles of America. She's just misguided on where they need to be applied in order to have a functioning society. And we're watching some of the impeachment stuff and we're discussing it pretty, you know, pretty rationally. And they're talking about Trump like he's this criminal mastermind. Okay. Let's say for a second that he's a criminal mastermind, which mm-hmm. I don't agree with, but let's say he is. She then ruins her entire argument by going, well, you know what? I think he should be impeached because he's an idiot and he says stupid shit. It's like, <laughs> so either he's a criminal mastermind. Or he's an idiot. You can't be both. This is what the Democrats don't get. You can't be both. You can't be an idiot and be a criminal mastermind. She completely invalidated her own argument. I haven't had or I haven't heard one time. And normally when you get somebody on on live TV or they're doing an interview on news circuits, they're supposed to be some kind of professional. They have this full uh, resume and this full list of what makes them uh, good in the field that they're in. And they invite these, these professionals on to talk about these situations, just like you and I are talking about it. But I have not yet heard any one of these guys, and I know CNN on the other day had two lawyers up there, submit an argument that shows that there was any kind of impeachable offenses. They all spew the same garbage over and over and over, the same talking points that have already been established in order to distract people from the fact that there has not been anything said thus far 
that constitutes an impeachable offense. <laughs> And they, they really, it's because they really want, listen, I get it. They're mad. They lost. They thought Hillary was so great. They don't like Trump because I don't know why they're just a bunch of sore losers, but they pull this nonsense out of nowhere. And I actually had to pull a Chris. I had to pull a Chris. So Chris told us how he makes his friend admit that he's wrong when he's wrong. Uh -huh. So I, I, the, one of the secretaries, she's a complete left wing nut job. She's not like the, the teacher. She's just whack. She's completely whack. Makes stuff up all the time. So I was telling her, she's, I'm like, well, what, where's this whistleblower? And, you know, I'm like, we know who he is. You know, he should be called forward because it's clear based on this guy's history that he needs to be brought forward to prove that there's no malintent. This guy worked for Obama. He worked, you know, he's from the CIA. He worked in Ukraine. He's a clear left winger. And, you know, for all we know, he really just did this in order to get Trump impeached. So and, she, and she's like, well, we don't know who he is. I go, yes, we do. She goes, no, because there are laws protecting the identity of the whistleblower. I go, no, there aren't. They protect his job. And she goes, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm like, you're wrong. Go look it up. She goes, I'm going to go look it up. She comes to me an hour later. She goes, so you were right. And I was like, I know I'm right. And I know we know the whistleblower because Facebook and YouTube are deleting videos when we mentioned Eric Caramella. Oh, wait, damn it. Shit. All right. We just got canceled. <laughs> so, no, what's funny is, is I'm, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you, right? Whistleblowers only have their jobs protected. They can't get any reprisal, et cetera, et cetera. But what's funny is you, if you're being accused of a crime, you have the right to know one, what you're being accused of. And two, who is accusing you of that crime? So with that being said as well, it will strengthen the argument against you saying that you did commit an offense if that person accusing you takes a takes the stand. There has to be some kind of hardcore, stone-cold, physical evidence there that can be presented, not just hearsay, not just the he said, she said kind of event. Oh, 100%. It doesn't work, and it causes your arguments to collapse, especially when you're not willing to step out to the forefront, take the stand, and tell everybody what actually happened. You don't even have a written report. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not even a written report. No, there's, there's not just a, a complaint. No just a complaint fired based on the phone call. That's it. No testimonial evidence, right? There's no documentary evidence. Nope. There's no physical evidence, no direct evidence. You have how many types of evidence that has yet to be presented into the, the, in front of anything? Anybody, anybody of law at all. But I think the biggest thing that they're missing, that people on the left miss because of their blind hatred of Trump. And I'm telling you, this secretary is level five TDS. She is stage five. She, it's terminal. She's not getting past this. And she misses the point that you need intent for it to be a crime, for, especially an impeachable offense, especially at this level. Because in order to throw a president out of office, what he had to do would had to be so far above and beyond the scope of his presidency that it warrants overturning an election of the American people. And this is what they're missing. And when we talk about the Bidens and we talk about Burisma, if you're saying Burisma, the Biden name is going to come up because Hunter Biden worked for Burisma. Burisma is an inherently corrupt country. And we know this based on this upcoming clip, which you will see after I finish this saying this that Hunter Biden is now tied to a slush fund set up by Burisma, which was funded 
by criminal activity. So watch this quick video and then you're gonna get tax reaction. Ukraine, as the Ukrainian prosecutor general has now announced an indictment of the head of Burisma, Nikolai Zlachevsky, and has named Hunter Biden as involved in a corruption scheme that is actually larger than we ever knew before. Zlachevsky has claimed that Hunter Biden and his partners received $16.5 million for their services. This is backed up by Ukrainian MB Alexander Dubinsky of the ruling Servant of the People Party. Zlachevsky was charged with this new accusation by the officer of the prosecutor general. It was issued on November 14th. The son of Vice President Joe Biden was receiving payments for his services with money raised through criminal means and money laundering, according to the indictment. Biden received money that did not come from the company's operations, but rather money they claim that was stolen from citizens. According to Dubinsky, Hunter Biden's income from Burisma is a link that reveals how money is siphoned from Ukraine and how Biden is just one link in the chain of Zlachevsky's money laundering operations. Which so, Tech. Lead us away. First, you got to tell everybody what a slush fund actually is. Because there's people out there that have misconceptions and they don't really understand what a slush fund is. It's not at 7-Eleven when they give away free slurpees? (laughs) No! (laughs) You can mix some really nice liquor in those free slurpees, by the way. (laughs) No. But whatever. A slush fund is a fund that is set up to use for illicit activities pretty much as if i wanted to bribe you to do something so when you get into talking about bribery and quid pro quo that's exactly what the slush fund is going to be used for that's exactly what a slush fund is set up for so this is what they do they do something wrong we've talked about this they do something (laughs) illegal and then they just accuse trump of doing it Do they want to get caught? They really want to get caught. The Democrats all want to get caught doing illegal shit. I don't, what the? (laughs) Nah, I didn't do that. He did that. (laughs) Oh my God. It's insanity. It is is insanity. insanity. And I told him, listen, I always tell people, especially people on the left, you can believe whatever you want about Donald Trump. You can believe whatever you want about how the government should be run. That's fine. That's your belief. But I'm telling you what's going to happen with this impeachment, and I'm calling it, and I've been calling it. If he gets impeached, he might get impeached. He actually might not get impeached. But if he does get impeached, it's not getting past the Senate, and then not kicking him out. So you're getting nothing out of this. You're getting absolutely nothing. Just but guaranteeing, you're going to guarantee he wins in 2020 because you don't have a candidate. So unless you kick him out of office, you're going to lose, and he's going to be reelected. So ask for your tax no. dollars back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break something down for you, right? Say so you put on a court. Every court that has expert witnesses or some kind of witness and they have to travel, say interstate or from a, a different city to the next city. They they're leaving from Newark and going to New York City, right? Or going from Newark to Binghamton. They for witnesses, they submit something called the experts. They submit something called the curriculum vitae. And that's how much they have to get paid in order to be there. Some people can get paid $2,500 a day. If they're like really good at what they do, they can go even more above that. This is, this is per day. How many people do you know in a small, at the smallest setting is making $2,500 per day? Per day? I mean, I just made $100 running a mini clip basketball clinic for an hour. Exactly. You know that? At $2,000, $2, that's a lot of money. So, 
imagine all of these government bodies traveling and coming together in order to be witnesses and, and to stay in these hotels and all of this other stuff. Imagine how much money they're making per day plus being reimbursed for whatever's coming out of their pocket because that's what our government does. They reimburse you for what, whatever they, they made you do. Imagine how much taxpayer money is being wasted day by day just to have nothing come out of it. Absolutely nothing. Half of these witnesses you didn't even need to call. The only person the Democrats really even needed to call, if you wanted to have some sort of semblance of trying to get something, and that would have been without anyone on the right even standing up and fighting back, would have been Sondland. He's the only person mm-hmm. worth calling. Everyone else was. So you heard from two other people about a conversation that never happened about what the president was trying to do. That's, the, Plus, that's what's going on. His accuser. It should have been Sondland and his accuser. And Eric Caramella. Oh, shit. Nah, damn it. Not again. <laughs> Ooh. I didn't I mean, hear you clearly. I mean, Hillary Clinton. Oh, wait, no. Shut <laughs> Someone at the door. <laughs> Duck, they're snipers. <laughs> I told you. I got I promised my mom I'd protect myself. That's why I'm keeping the vest on. Oh, God. All right. But speaking of complete shit shows, the Democratic debate 2019 in Atlanta was so bad that Dave Rubin essentially said, this is so terrible. That essentially what's going to happen is that Biden and Bernie will be the last two. Biden will get the nomination. Warren will be his vice president. And Trump will win in a landslide. For those of you who don't know Dave Rubin, he runs a podcast called The Rubin Report. It's mostly interviews. Dave Rubin is not a conservative. He is what's called a classical liberal. He's more socially liberal, but he does not believe in many of the leftist ideals that are out right now. So he's kind of he's essentially what would be considered a moderate now. He's not really on either side, but he is very good. He works with a lot of people. He has people on the left and people on the right. He's calling it like he sees it. He's 100% right. I'm believing that's what's going to happen. So essentially, this, this debate was a complete shit show. And we'll play, the, play a few clips really soon. But it was really bad. So essentially, what happened was, wait, watch this clip and then I'll... <laughs> we have a criminal living in the White House. And there is no question that in 2020, the biggest issue before us until we get to that tender moment is justice is on the ballot. Sadly, we have a president who is not only a pathological liar, he is likely the most corrupt uh, president in the modern history of America. So let me just tell you what we can do with that two cent wealth tax. Two cents on the top one-tenth of one percent in this country, and we can provide universal child care for every baby in this country, age zero to five. Okay, so if you saw that clip, Kamala Harris looked like she couldn't give a shit about being in this debate. She looks like she just doesn't care. Like, she's literally there for the, she's like the person who goes to Planet Fitness for the free pizza. She doesn't even want to be she looks so pissed off. I guess that's what happens when you poll at less than 5% and you're losing to the gay mayor of South Virginia. Do you notice she doesn't attack anybody? She attacked Biden one time. But other than Biden, she always goes, she's supposed to be so pro-woman. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who does she go after the most out of anybody else on that stage? Tulsi Gabbard. 
Oh God! Be- because Gabbard's in- Gabbard's a moderate, so she's an easy target. But Biden's Biden forgot that Harris was on the stage. <laughs> so Joe Biden's falling apart. He's got his teeth falling out of his mouth. Forgets that Harris is on stage. Bernie Sanders just lives in his own fantasy world, calling Trump the most corrupt president of <laughs> in modern history. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren makes Man. a statement so insane about her wealth tax and health care that Cory Booker <laughs> looks like he's about to shit his pants. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? It's literally who can be the biggest asshole wow. on stage. I don't. Are they are any of them trying to be president? I don't get it. I really don't. And I don't. I really think like I got a text message that said, "Do I?" They asked if I wanted to donate a dollar every time young people were mentioned in in the debate. And of course, I said no. I said, no, I don't want to donate. Be broke. Every time young people are mentioned, no. So what they do is they go after people whose one their brains aren't even fully matured. Their frontal lobe isn't even fully freaking done forming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they spew out garbage that sounds good. And then you got people like Greta Thun- Thunberg standing up, spewing the crap that she's spewing. And they can't even, they're going after these young, impressionable people. And these are the people that can't even vote. It just sounds good. And they're hoping that these people can do like uh, when Barack Obama, because remember he was so anti-gay at first when he got voted in. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, he stands up one day and goes, I was talking to Sasha and Malia, and they helped me turn around. What they're hoping is that these young people can go home and beg their parents and influence their parents and try to turn their parents around and make them see that this is a legitimate worry that these children may have and tug on their parents' heartstrings, knowing that their parents haven't been in, in school in however many 20 years, some people, they don't know anything about what's being taught. And they're like, oh, that sounds right. The, the earth's going to die in 10 years. Let's get rid of 99% of all vehicle travel and just completely get rid of all air traffic. And then you get people like AOC voted in. Complete. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they talk about Pete Buttigieg. I didn't have any clips from him because I just can't stand his ass. But this is a guy who became a mayor of South Bend, Indiana by getting less <laughs> votes in his city than AOC got in her district. 11,000 votes. These people are ridiculous. Nobody's going out to vote for them. Everybody sees these people as clowns. Even people in their own party see that they're clowns. And instead of swallowing their pride and going to vote for somebody from the other side, they just won't come out to vote. But, what, but look what happens, though. People on their side call them out, and what do they do? They trash them, and they try to bury them. Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. as much as I can't stand her policy, she's the moderate. She's the one going, we need to stop this. And they're like, oh, you criticized Barack Obama. Damn right criticize Barack Obama. <laughs> and I'll criticize President Trump when he does something wrong. You have exactly. to be able to criticize people exactly. in your own party. Otherwise, you end up like the Democrats. This is how they got there. You can't criticize gay people. You can't criticize women. You can't criticize people of color. And look what you ended up with. You ended up with a walking corpse, a psychotic communist, a fake Native American, and Kamala Harris, who doesn't even want to be on the stage. So 
I'm not even going to lie. And this is my criticism right now of our dear president, right? I think he is way too soft when it comes to Turkey, for example. There's been evidence that Turkey has possibly used chemical weapons against the Kurds in Syria. I don't know if you've seen the clip of a young kid whose like skin was falling off of him. I did see that. Like, I saw that in passing. I haven't whatever. looked into it yet. Now, if this is something that actually happened, look at how we treated Syria when they used chemical weapons on their own people. We just launched, I don't know how many missiles off of Navy destroyers straight into Syria and destroyed their airplanes and everything. What are we, what are we going to do against Turkey? Erdogan is completely tripping out right now. He's giving out false information. He's going up to the UN and, and, and trying to pull the UN into this completely radical, radicalized frame of thinking. Not that it already isn't in the radicalized frame of thinking. I mean, it's a worldwide government. How more radical yeah. and useless could you possibly be? Exactly. But I wholeheartedly believe that we need to do something against Turkey. And I would like to see him stand up and actually get a, a more of a position of strength against Erdogan and his government. Oh, I 100% agree. Team America World Police is my favorite movie of all time. I believe that when there's injustice around the world, it is our duty to stand up. Listen, I'm not for getting involved in a bunch of foreign wars, but we are the only country with the level of freedom that we have. Everywhere else is not. America is up here. The next closest country is right about there. And that's Canada. And they fine you or jail you for misgendering somebody. They don't even have freedom of speech, right? So let's just, listen, it's there. There's. Foreign policy is extremely complicated. I'm not going to pretend to understand the ins and outs of it. But I do believe that when people are, when stuff like that is happening, you should at least, ha- you know, have a meeting. Be like, listen, you had the meeting with, you had the meeting with, about the Kurds and trying to stop them from doing anything there. Have a meeting. Have a meeting. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Be like, listen, you got to cut this out. If you don't cut it out, we're doing something. Exactly. You know, it's I'm like, look, <sighs> all of our weapons, all of our troops, you can go ahead and, and cozy up to Russia if you want to, but Syria cozied up to Russia, and we still bomb Syria. So all of the protection that you have from our weapons, all of the protection you have from our troops, we'll pull them back, do something like that again, and then guess what's going to happen? You'll end up looking like, like Syria and just be a bunch of rubble. Choose your next steps wisely. It worked with the way, uh, Kim in North Korea. There'll be a rain of fire, the likes of what you've never seen. Okay, time out. Let's sit down and talk about this. Here, hold hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it really, it's just, it's a whole bunch of nonsense with this impeachment inquiry. And that's why as much as I can't stand Bill Clinton and he's a giant piece of garbage and his wife is the devil, he did give Trump some good advice and was keep working, do your job during this impeachment inquiry. So because you have people working for you to handle this, you don't need to handle this. So he did sign the bill for autism, um, for autism aid, which is huge, huge. And no one's talking about it. He is continuing to work, which is excellent. But yes, we, he, they should be looking into this. And if there's something needs to be done, it should be done. But you know, it, it's hard because the, the left is extremely radicalized and they don't yep. want to hear anything from anyone. I told that secretary, level, stage five, terminal, TDS. She <laughs> told me, Ben Shapiro, a Harvard-educated Orthodox Jew lawyer, is a right-wing nut job. How? For what? 
because he fights against abortion and because he believes that men are men and women are women and women are not men and men are not women and there's a different like Ben Shapiro is one of the most mild-mannered and kind of like level mm-hmm. people in the conservative movement he's just outspoken he's not by any means a nut job or a radical and even conservatives anything. attack him when he says something that's a little bit more left or a little bit more moderate these like extreme conservatives that believe that you just need to be this direction 24 7 seven days a week they jump on him like i told you not to follow him i told you not to, to even listen to anything he had to do i knew he was going to do this He's a rhino, dot, 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 dot. Ben Shapiro, who worked for Breitbart, who's <laughs> the biggest proponent of conservative values in the country. Yeah, yeah, he's a rhino. Oh, God. All right. Back now to our last segment. So, new segment. We're going to try this out. Hopefully it works out. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. But the new segment entitled, How Dare You? How dare you? How dare you? We will try to keep this segment more pop culture. Um, we do a lot of po- politics, but it's going to be a conservative take on some pop culture stuff. So this week, um, I, w- we were, I was going to avoid this, but it just stuck its face right in. Uh, for those of you who don't know. This is all wrong. Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns got in a little tiff with Mason Rudolph, the third string quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, took his helmet <laughs> off, and then tried to bash him in the head with it. <laughs> And Miles Garrett is going to be suspended, and you know there's a whole brawl and all this other stuff. So Miles Garrett actually had his meeting with the NFL in New York today, and his defense was straight out of the left wing playbook, which is well, I didn't he really me do the anything. N-word. I didn't really do anything wrong. He's a racist. He said something racist to me, so I did what I did. So violence is okay because he's a racist. Uh, Mason Rudolph is vehemently denying this. He actually, his lawyer made a statement saying Miles Garrett falsely asserts that Mason Rudolph uttered a racial slur towards him prior to swinging a helmet at Mason's uncovered head in a desperate attempt to mitigate his suspension, which is probably 100% right. As we all know, the NFL has is so many microphones and so many cameras. If Mason Rudolph had said something racist, they definitely have audio of it. So as of right now, they have not released anything. No one has released anything. No one else has heard this. So we're going to call Miles, Miles Garrett. You are the subject of our how dare <laughs> tag. What do you think of this? Oh just my ridiculous, God. ridiculous <laughs> pander. Rudolph goes in, right? Immediately, bang, grabs hold. Before the football even left Garrett's hand, right? Other way around. That's, yeah, my bad. Other way around. So... <laughs> Rudolph is trying to grab the helmet off first. Gary gets up, snatches the, the helmet off of Rudolph, and he's like, this is how you snatch a helmet off. This is exact. He does not want to admit that the reason why he really got mad is because he legitimately tried to snatch Garrett's uh, helmet off. Yeah, which and is then- perfectly reasonable to get mad, but doesn't excuse what amounts to to assault if you were on the street. That's what I'm about to say. I don't know what's up with my people and our impulse control. We have a very... <laughs> I get it. I got I got angry at an Uber driver one time and hopped out of the car. I was like, all right, we're about to fight right now. How dare you? There was no damage to my car. My car legitimately, like, 
clipped his door because a customer decided his customer opened up the door too soon. Oh, no damage. I was like, we're gonna fight. <laughs> what he needs to admit is he just got pissed off at the moment and actually just decided to swing his helmet and stop looking for any excuse. It's easier when you tell the truth that your punishment is less bad. 100%. It comes down to personal responsibility. <laughs> I used to get in trouble all the time. And when my stepdad would tell me, he goes, did you do it? Just tell me that you did it. And I'd be like, I can keep lying, but this is going to be really bad because he's going <laughs> to find out that I'm lying. He's not going to give up on this. So I would just admit it. He would yell and it would be over. And five minutes later, I'd be sitting down watching football or hockey or whatever. Like, just admit, you did something wrong. You did something stupid. Apologize. And even, exactly. let's say, even if it is true, even if it is true that Mason Rudolph is some scumbag who said a racial slur, n- unforgivable. is an unforgivable offense. There's no place in sports for that nonsense. There are plenty more insults. I play men's hockey. There are plenty of insults. You could go after anything. You don't need to get racial. It exactly. still doesn't excuse you swinging a helmet at someone's at anybody's head. head. That's it. It doesn't it's matter. It doesn't matter. Control. At the end of the day, it's impulse control. You have to be able to control your actions. If someone came in, I, I own firearms. If someone came in my house and was just like, oh, you're such a, you're such a you know, any name. I don't want to go on too much of a tirade because someone someday will find this clip and just clip everything together. And <laughs> using all these slurs. Let's say someone came in and was like, oh, listen, you Jew bastard. I think all Jews should be dead. I'm not going in my room, grabbing my gun and shooting them. <laughs> it's called self-control people take responsibility for your actions i might i'll kick them out of my house if i get mad enough or if i've been drinking i might fight them but it's i'm not like you have to be able to control your own actions this whole thing where you blame other people because you did something wrong needs to end in our society this is something huge this is beyond politics this goes to the fabric of our society and the soul of our nation that if you can't take personal responsibility for something that you did then we are where are we going Exactly. Now, what would have been funny is if he would have apologized and then you would have seen them like connected with him and they did like a Saturday Night Live clip. That would have been absolutely hilarious. And they could have worked off of it and built off of that. But because pride got in the way, now all of a sudden you got a secondary investigation going on. Two people are angry. And what really got me is he, you say, okay, he called you a, a racial slur or whatever. His black teammates, Rudolph's black teammates were there stomping Garrett out. <laughs> you got to have his back. That's, that, 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 that's sports 101. You got to have his back. That's it. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, if they man. knew that this dude was a flaming racist, right? Jackie Robinson, as much racist stuff that he's dealt with, if he would have seen one of those racist guys getting stomped out on the, on the sidelines, do you think he would have ran over there and just willingly been like, oh, no, y'all got to stop this? Jackie he would Robinson. like, that's not, that's, he would have he done this. Well, that's <laughs> none of my business. Personally, like, even if I decided to stop it, I'm like, all right, y'all can't do this, right? It would have been like a slow walk. Let him yeah. get a few in the rib cage. No, okay, stop. We're the no, bigger people no. here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're the bigger men here. <laughs> Yeah, these kids that like they like to uh, they like they think it's funny when they aggravate like the one of two girls in the class and she gets like kind of mad and she'll like smack him in the back of the head and they're like Mr. Freeman I'll be like oh no stop don't no. <laughs> well, I tried 
<laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It's like you it deserved it. You know you song. deserved it. Just shut up and leave her alone. Like really, come on. <laughs> oh God. All right, guys. Though so that is a wrap for today's episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, rate, share, spread this around. We are trying to grow so that we can spread this message throughout New York. Our main goal, I know Tack, you're leaving, but the main goal for the rest of us who are staying (laughs) is to help fix New York, at least on the state level. In order to do that, we need to spread awareness. We need to show people that they're not alone, that we are here, that they have people to back them up, that New York is a conservative state. Forget about New York City, except for Staten Island, which is Republican. Yes. But Everywhere else, we are a conservative state, and we can take back our state legislature, get things like the SAFE Act taken down, get things like day-before-birth abortions out, like just ridiculous nonsense. You know, it's there's so much crap. You know, if you've been listening to us, you know over the last 105 episodes that we have covered all this insane stuff. The only way to fix it is to take back the state government and to get Andrew Cuomo out and just really remake this state in the way that it needs to be. So tomorrow's the big day, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to be a, another unfortunate blue state that just turned super blue. Like, legitimately, November just turned super blue. So my goal, and I, I know I can connect it with yours, is to do the exact same thing. You've got the Empire State and the Dominion State. There <laughs> we go. We're going to be linking up. We're going to be spreading <laughs> it around. This is not ending. We are not going anywhere anytime soon, people. So please make sure you check us out on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. Check Tack out on Instagram at SolomonTack. That's two A's and a C. There is no K. Make sure you check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on SoundCloud at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And for that, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And don't let fear take your freedom.